You're listening to the Two Fans Review Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Eric Fry and Travis Sparks. Welcome in. Pull up a chair. It's time once again for the Two Fans Review Wrestling Podcast. My name is Eric Fry, joined as I am always by my co-host, my partner in crime, I'll say, Travis Sparks. What is going on, Travis? Fans are still filing in, and when they get in, they'll be on the edge of their seats. Oh. Because this is 1996 wrestling, and I'm doing just fine, buddy. It's it's not. Let's be fair. Let's be honest right now. It's not quite yet good 1996. Not quite. Wrestling. Not not, not quite, quite yet. Not quite on the edge of their seats yet. It's, it's getting better. A little bit. It's getting better. Um, we'll little talk, by little. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later little on. But uh, yeah, this week... We are looking at, let's see, what have we got? We got uh, your ECW, your Saturday Night, your Superstars as well, all from the week uh, starting on the 9th of January, 1996. So if you want to follow along with us, you can do that over on the Peacock Network. I'm sure Travis will have exactly uh, what episode numbers you will be looking for because he's really good at keeping up with that while I am not. Uh, I mean, I, I think I can remember off me- off memory because it's so common knowledge, right. or whatnot. But I I did forget the piece of paper that I good. Write, that That's I a good thing. Down. I don't want to hear them. I don't want to hear them. I'll just say, hey, guess what? ECW from this week. It is from January 9th in '96. Go find it. I think it's like season three or season four or something. I think it's yeah. I want to say five, three. Yeah, it's episode. Uh, I don't know. All of them are pretty much episode three. Yep, that is true. Remember that. Again, this is the Two Fans Review Wrestling Podcast. Make sure you like us on Facebook, Two Fans Review Wrestling, and our email. And I can't believe I have messed this up this whole time. I've been sending people to the wrong email. So the email you're going to want to send emails to is Two Fans Podcast at gmail dot com. That's two. As in TWO, not the number, TWO, fanspodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to like us on Twitter, 2FansReview, W1 as well. Subscribe, rate, and review all the places you find your podcasts, Apple, Google Podcasts, and Spotify as well. So uh, also don't forget we do have a Patreon page as well, patreon.com slash 2FansPodcast. You can check that out there. Support us. We are a 100% listener-supported podcast. That means we don't have ads, which is a good thing. You don't want those ads in your your wrestling podcast ads we don't want ads nope. and we think we pay for that on the network and yet they still they keep still popping up they, yes. uh, nobody likes these uh commercials no we don't ads. we don't want you to not like us because we have ads mm-hmm. so uh in order to make that not happen, make sure you support us over on Patreon. And you get something out of it, too, whether it be bonus episodes or an episode that you tell us what you want us to review. Well, you know, if, if Blue Chew wants to hop on or... Well, yes, we'll take anything. We'll gladly. We'll take gladly, anything. Uh, I, I can't think of any more at the uh, top of my head. I guess I don't listen to Blue Apron. Conrad, Conrad's Blue Apron. podcast. Uh, that's not from Conrad, but that's a different one. But yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever we'd like to, you know, we'll talk gladly about anything and as long as we get free stuff out of it. Purple Mattress? Pur- oh, there you go. Purple Mattress. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. All I've right. never heard those on wrestling <laughs> podcasts. All right, we're off the rails already. Yeah. Let's just go ahead and get into the news. News, your wrestling news of the week for this week. Let's start with the ratings, Travis. Last Saturday night, Saturday night, got a 2.5. Mm-hmm. This week's Nitro that we are, from last week, excuse me, last week's Nitro, yeah. 3.5. 
That, that seems that is like the highest great. rating I think we've gotten in a, in a yeah, really it long seems time. Like great. Raw last week. What did they do to compete with it? Two point four. Ooh, that's a significant gap right there. Raw got beat by Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that tells you all you need to know the about status of WWE. Last Raw. week's Raw was not good. It was yeah. another one that had a taped uh, uh, that the Bulldog and Brett match, yeah. and it just it just wasn't that right, that great yeah. of a show. So let's get into the news from our friend Dave Meltzer as he reports that WCW finally turned a profit in 1995. So that is a good thing. We'll have to see how that um, goes forward in 96. Dave does think that they'll have a harder time being profitable in 1996, though. So uh, we'll see about that. New Japan ran their January 4th Tokyo Dome show. It was headlined by Keiji Muto versus Tagata, and his second time a show main evented by them is sold out at Tokyo Dome, and the show drew the second largest live gate in wrestling history. Between those two shows, it officially means that Muda versus Takata is the biggest drawing money feud in wrestling history. It's also the culmination of the UWFI and JPW feud. So there you go. It basically ended with UWFI pretty much dead and buried, but still making Takata a huge main event star that New Japan can use going forward. The biggest surprise of the Tokyo Dome show was Vader versus Anoki which stole the show and was a surprisingly great match because the 53-year-old Inoki allowed himself to take a Cactus Jack-like beating in order to get the match over as a classic, and many have called it the single best performance of both Vader and Inoki's careers. Wow. Wow. Yeah. High praise right there. Yeah, that's... Uh, huh. Yes. Uh, AAA's television deal seems to be up in the air now after a disagreement with Televisia. The issue comes after Televisia ordered AAA to run all of its TV tapings in the Mexico City area to save on travel costs. And AAA President Anthony Pena balked at it, saying that AAA and EMLL, both running twice a week in the city, would kill the market. Well, Televisia isn't backing down from the demand, so Pena pulled AAA out of their deal with them. AAA has another meeting scheduled with Televisia this week to try and work out a situation, but if that fails, AAA will need to get on another TV network work as soon as possible and no matter where this they end up it will still be significantly less tv exposure than they got from televisia so uh, given the current economic situation if AAA doesn't land a good tv deal quickly wrestlers will likely panic and start jumping ship to emll however i agree with Pena on this that two companies running the same city twice a week that's gonna kill that kill town. The down kill pretty, it pretty well yeah WWF took a major shot at WCW this week with another billionaire, Ted Skitt, that strongly implied that Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage are on steroids again now that they are no longer in the WWF. Again, this is from last week's Raw. Vince McMahon also issued a quote-unquote challenge to Ted Turner for WCW to implement a stronger steroid policy. Vince claimed the segment was satire, which is basically their way to try to avoid a slander or libel lawsuit, which many in WCW were discussing the next day. WWF also aired skits with a character called Scheme Gene, parodying Gene Oakland's 900 hotline teases. Uh, Dave does say the criticism about WCW's drug testing policy is legitimate, but notes the only reason WWF has a strict drug policy today is because they are basically forced to by bad PR and legal pressure. So there you go. As far as WCW's response, well, it's been light thus far. Eric Bischoff called the upcoming Rumble pay-per-view the Royal Fumble and pointed out how WWF is raising pay-per-view prices and said WCW gives away their best matches on free TV because they care about the fans. Dave does say that WCW, WCW comes off as whiny with the name calling while WF skits are funny and make valid points even if they are hypocritical but if it keeps up Dave thinks both groups will just come off looking petty and childish I 100% agree with that right, I agree these skits aren't good no 
Uh, Public Enemy had their final match in ECW in an event called House Party 96 last week and defeated the Gangsters in a wild brawl. After the match, several wrestlers and Paul Heyman, along with many fans, got in the ring and did the Cabbage Patch dance. <laughs> Paul Heyman doing that dance. Yeah, yeah that's good. Video evidence of that. <laughs> I wish. I wish. Uh, buy rates are in for both WWF and WWE's December pay-per-view, and they are not good. Starcade did a .36, which is the second lowest buy rate in company history. Meanwhile, WWF's In Your House pay-per-view did .33, which is the lowest ever. Now, WWF is raising the price of upcoming pay-per-views, so even if the buy rates stay this low, they should be a little more profitable. By comparison, the most recent UFC pay-per-view did a better buy rate, and they were competing with a Mike Tyson fight on free TV the same night. Wow. Furthermore, even the replay of the UFC pay-per-view a few days later did a better buy rate. <laughs> That's bad when a replay does better. And remember, UFC at this point has no weekly right. TV show. There's right. nothing to promote them. Yeah, UFC, not really that nope. huge of a deal as it is right now. Nope. Uh, Hulk Hogan filed a lawsuit last week against a Minneapolis woman and her attorney accusing them of extortion. Reportedly, the woman and her lawyer accused Hogan of some sort of, quote, reprehensible conduct of a sexual nature that went well beyond harassment, end quote. Sent Hogan a letter threatening it to file charges against him, threatening to sue him, but said they would be willing to settle the matter financially and keep it a secret. Hogan, of course, denies the claim and says the letter is an attempt to extort him, so he's suing them. No specific details of the allegations have been released by either side. The woman at the center of the case reportedly worked as a PR person for Hogan's Pasta Mania restaurant at the Mall of America. Whatever happened is alleged to have taken place on September 4th, the night Hogan was there at the mall for the first Nitro episode. USA Today and all of the local Minneapolis news outlets covered the story, and a current affair is believed to be working out a piece about the story. Gene Okerlund has claimed he was with Hogan the whole day and nothing happened and said he'd be a character witness in court. Quote, that's just what Hogan needs is Okerlund in a courtroom as a character witness. The last guys who did something that stupid were named Ken Patera and Masaito, and they wound up in prison for three years. That's according to Dave. <laughs> so there you go on of that course, one. Mean Gene would be a character witness. Yes, he's with them the whole day. Scheme Gene, Scheme Gene. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. A new TV service provider in Japan called Digital TV is starting later this year and is discussing plans for a 24-hour wrestling channel. How about that, oh, Travis? 96. 96. That idea was kicking around. It would also feature shoot fighting combat sports as well as such as UFC and K1. Most of the top wrestling companies in Japan, like New Japan, All Japan, Rings, JWP, already have contracts with other TV companies. So most likely, this would be the smaller promotion getting TV deals. They'd also probably go after the American promotions as well. If this takes off, Travis, you know what company I think would be perfect for it? What's that? ECW. For a 24-hour wrestling network? Well, at least to have part of their on Japan because you could tie it in with FMW. Like, you could do back-to-back or whatever. Yeah. Um, in USWA, Doug Gilbert won their version of a Royal Rumble, and as a result, he will be participating in the WWF Royal Rumble. How Great. about that? Was yep. that explained on television? No, he was just in it. Just random. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so. Rob Van Dam debuted at the recent ECW show, and he beat Axel Rotten. Van Dam is expected to be a heel as well there. Something else happened, but we will wait for that because we'll talk Ooh. about it in ECW. Uh, wrestling legend Danny Hodge just filmed a movie called One More Shot about amateur wrestling. So 
There you go about that. On the latest Nitro, they had to cut the camera mic while Brian Pillman was at ringside because he was apparently cursing up a storm. And after the match, Pillman spat at Alex Wright. Now, on commentary, Bischoff said, don't be surprised if you don't see Pillman and WCW a lot longer. We mentioned that last week mm -hmm. in our review. Dave says the irony of this is that the more out of control Pillman has been, the better he is as a heel and says he's the best heel in business right now. But everyone in the locker room is afraid of him because they think he's too out of control to work with. So there you go. Right. Yeah, we saw on the dark side of the ring yep. just how far yep. he went and the whole behind the scenes he was a loose cannon. Yep. Because he actually was a loose cannon and he made you believe he, he was oh, so yeah. good at that. Yep. So yeah, the best heel. That's not out of the realm of possibility. No, not at all. Uh, Jacques Rougeau is talking to WCW about coming out of retirement to go there and wrestle. Still wants to work with them to promote shows in Montreal. WCW Nitro has begun airing in Germany, and one of the members of the announced team is a 16-year-old boy who doesn't know a thing about wrestling. He spent most of the show talking about basketball instead. The kid is reportedly the son of one of the show's producers. That's why he got the job. The other two announcers are doing a gimmick where they pretend to be drunk on the air. There you go. WCW in Germany. <laughs> Kind of wish we it. had some of those commentary tracks <laughs> he now. about basketball. There you go. Meanwhile, the other two guys are drunk. Yeah. yeah great. <laughs> the latest on Vader is that he's only committed to working the Royal Rumble so far. He's negotiating with both WWF and New Japan about becoming a regular for both, but he hasn't picked one side or the other yet. He has also postponed his scheduled shoulder surgery so he can work the Rumble. Jake Roberts is also expected to work the Rumble, but nothing else so far. Dan Severn has officially declined WWF's offer to participate. So no Dan the B Severn coming in, Travis. Darn. Sorry. It's really hoping. Vignettes for Cactus Jack started airing on WWF TV this week, but he won't be debuting at the Rumble and likely won't work a pay-per-view match until WrestleMania. That, again, is according to Dave. Uh, Sabu contacted WWF about working the Rumble as well and even proposed a finish that would let him get eliminated and still protect him. The idea is he would eliminate someone and then do a plancha over the top rope onto the guy through a table, thus eliminating himself without realizing it. Now, Paul Heyman is against the idea because they plan to do an ECW pay-per-view this year. He doesn't want any of his guys, especially a top star like Sabu, working pay-per-views anywhere else. WWF seemed interested, and the ball is pretty much in Sabu's court if he wants to do it. Heyman has reportedly offered Sabu more money to turn it down. I find that story to be a little false, hmm, knowing what we right. know now. Yeah. So, there you go. Hmm. It has been reported in some media outlets recently that Shawn Michaels inherited $2.5 million from a wrestling fan that he didn't know that recently passed away. Turns out it's actually a true story. It happened a few months back, but word just got out because Michaels has admitted to keeping it quiet. Michaels plans to continue wrestling, although he could obviously retire right now if he wanted to. When asked about it at the WrestleMania press conference in Fresno, Shawn got angry and said no comment and told the reporter to never bring it up again. So you go. Davy Boy Smith's trial for aggravated assault starts later this month in Calgary and is being called the highest profile trial in the city in years. Smith is accused of severely injuring a man in a bar fight back in 1993. A woman named Ashley Allen was originally going to play the role of Sister Love, as in Brother Love's sister, but that has been scrapped. She was recently shown in a video with Hunter Hearst Helmsley, so she may end up being his valet. Either way, it's clear she's going to have a major role this year. Travis, Ashley Allen, a, a household name after everything that... She did, right? Yeah, it doesn't yeah. doesn't ring a bell. No. Double I, I don't think she'll do anything. Double A Arn Anderson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was discussion of having Steve Austin debut with a less silly name than the Ringmaster, but he still ended up debuting with that name after all, so no such luck. Can't wait for a little silly. bit later on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there have been a lot of complaints about the Goldust character from fans at show because he's often fondling himself in the ring. 
So there's that. Uh, John Hawk, a.k.a. JBL, is expected to debut at the WF after the Rumble, so get ready for that. And Al Snow will debut at the next tapings with a new gimmick. Yay. All right. So there you go. There's a a look at your news for for this week. What a weird bunch of news, Travis. Yeah, it was a hodgepodge uh, of news there. Yeah, randomness. A lot of stuff, yeah. A lot of of stuff not happening between the the ropes. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, you ready to get into some ECW? Yeah. Let's go extreme ECW. ECW live via tape. I don't even know where we are, to be honest. I think we're back in New York. Still in New York. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Um, so it starts with Steven Richards attacking Beulah. And then Beulah spraying Dreamer when he tries to save her. Then Richard super kicks him, Raven DDTs him on the floor, and Raven pins Dreamer, and then we're told that this is from April of last year. Right, yeah. A little video thing. Yeah, it was like April of 95. I said everyone looks so young yep. here. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, kind of a flashback. I think this was like Beulah's debut, and that's why Dreamer was like trying to save her. She had just kind of debuted, and then she turned kind of thing. Right, yeah. Uh, Joey Styles then welcomes us and calls Dreamer and Raven Wrestling's most violent feud. We get another recap from April of 95. Uh, at this point, Dreamer DVTs the ref. He pile drives Beulah, the famous pile driver shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we recap to May, where they fought in a bar. Then in June, where Raven snapped Dreamer's fingers. Then in July, Dreamer hits Raven with the chair while Raven is handcuffed to the cage. Again, another famous Right, that, spot. that's the one you see yep. in the intro yep. all the time. Uh, then we go to October 95, and Raven has Dreamer crucified up in the crow's nest. We never really saw that. That's the only shot of that that exists because that's the night that uh, Terry Funk caught on fire. Mm-hmm. And at that point in time, like there was smoke, and people were panicking and rushing for the doors. So that's why that's the only time you'll ever right. see yeah. that shot. Um, then we get a recap of Raven and Cactus versus Funk and Dreamer from November to Remember, which I don't think we've ever seen, have we? We saw parts of it. We saw parts yeah. of it, yeah. Great match. Seek that one out uh, in its entirety. Uh, and we're told that this is going to continue tonight, and we get the ECW intro. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Got special little graphics. There. Oh, yeah, they did. Wrestling's hottest feud. Wrestling's hottest feud. I, I don't know if I would quite a <laughs> Well, now that I think about it, I can't think of any other feuds. Right, yeah. Big, Hogan in the dungeon. Field. Yeah, no. That's not hot <laughs> at all. Savage Flare? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Sting Flare? Sting Luger? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're not really feuling. So. Raw. Raw yeah. with ratings. Oh, yeah. That's a good feud. Uh, Joey then welcomes us to the show. He says that Taz is going to take on uh, Nakagawa, I believe his name is. Uh, and that Bruiser Man Mastino is here. If you don't know who that is, God. that is Mantar. So there you go. We then get a Mikey Two Gold Scorpio recap from last week, and then we're kind of asked where does Cactus's allegiance lie because it recaps everything that happened last week. Basically, the entire second half of the show from last week is recapped. Mm-hmm. Um, then we go to break. We come back. Bill Alfonso's in the ring with Taz. Um, and he's going to take on, like I said, Nakagawa. Um, Alfonso shoves Nakagawa. He shoves Taz back. Uh, Taz with a hip toss and some rights. Taz with a big German suplex. And I've noted this is our first Taz match. Because mm, right. he, he, he was out injured. 
I was thinking maybe he was a part of like a six man or something. Maybe he didn't was. Really oh yeah, with the Steiners, I think. But yeah, he didn't do much. Didn't this do is our much. first one on one. He's still coming off that yeah. neck injury. Yeah, and I think he faced Jason at one point. Yeah, yeah, that was like yeah. super quick. He like yeah. choked him out super yeah. quick. Um, Nakagawa gets thrown to the floor. Taz with Nakagawa, but Nakagawa with some chops, a drop kick, shoulder block, but misses uh, from the middle rope, and Taz hits a belly to belly. Taz with a head and arm sad side Tazplex. By the way, none of Taz's suplex are suplexes. They're Tazplexes. Taz yes. And Joey has a name for every one of them. <laughs> uh, Taz then with a hard way overhead Tazplex. So there's another one. And the Taz mission for the win. Uh, but Taz won't let go of the hold. Taz then lets go when Alfonso says so. And he throws Nakagawa out of the ring. Yeah. Uh, Nakagawa, Naka, go away. Thanks for coming. Yep. Taz reigns supreme. Here. Absolutely. Uh, and Joey says, why, Taz, why? why Taz? He's still so upset that Taz <laughs> is. is with Alfonso. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we recap the end of the match. Taz is now holding back Alfonso from going into the first row, and Styles can't believe that Taz is with Alfonso, like we said, and then we go to break. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> we then come back to a gangster's promo. Uh, they basically say that they're here for violence for the sake of violence, and they're here for one thing, and that is to drop the bomb on anyone. Thanks. Yeah, cool. Then we get Joey saying that the gangsters are watching the war between the Pitbulls and the Eliminators, and we get a recap of the Pitbulls and the Eliminators, and we're told that this is the beginning, not the end. Great. Oh, boy. Great. <laughs> Feud continues. Yep. Uh, Lance Wright, uh, Hype Central, says ECW is going to return to the Flagstaff graphic forever. Like it just is yeah, static just on the, the screen. Ca- yep. I'll talk about this at the very end of the show. Uh, uh-huh. We then are told that there's going to be a show at the ECW Arena, and it's going to have Sabu and the Sandman and Too Cold and the Gangsters and RVD and the Shaw. And, it's just graphics. But yeah, they're just scrolling names. Scrolling down. Um, no matches announced, no nothing, yeah. just the graphics. And then we're at the very end, we're told that ECW returns to Queens. So uh, yeah, then mm-hmm. we go to another break. And we come back from the break, and El Porto Riqueño is in the ring. Um, and out comes Bruiser Mastino, who, by the way, is the former Mantar, like we said. And the crowd chants, Mantar sucks. Mantar sucks. Yep. And I said, uh, Brodus Clay looks pretty young here <laughs> in 1996 <laughs> with all, without all those tattoos. I hope this is the only time we see this guy. I don't want to see him again. Don't want to see Mantar? No. no. Although mm. I would see him in the FBI. He came out with like a briefcase. I wouldn't mind seeing him in the uh, FBI, but I think we've dropped the FBI story because it was. Yeah. We haven't seen anything haven't with seen JT since. Smith of forever until tonight, I by the say, way. I say until tonight. Until tonight, he comes <laughs> back. Uh, Bruiser yells at the crowds. Uh, uh, Porto ducks Bruiser a couple times. Bruiser hits the turnbuckle. Porto with a drop kick punches four clotheslines. Porto then goes through the legs, trips Bruiser, walks on him, but Bruiser back up with a clothesline, a stomp, a big vertical suplex, another stomp, uh, an overhead belly to belly. Uh, Bruiser, though, misses a splash in the corner. We get a top rope drop kick from Porto. Make it two. Now three. He tries for the fourth, but gets caught with a big power slam for the win for Bruiser Mastino. Bruiser then with a second slam. Bruiser then hits a slap after the match. The crowd chants one more time. So Bruiser gives the people what they want. He picks him up, but he never slams him. Out comes 911. And then I think Bruiser drops him. Uh, so Bruiser then goes for a fourth slam. 911 then comes in. The two shove. Uh, Bruiser with a few punches. 911 has him around the throat. 911 then choke slams Bruiser. Yeah, Bill Alfonso one. comes out, rolls Bruiser out of the he's wind got ring. The whistle too. Yeah, oh yes, of course he's got the whistle. <laughs> uh, Alfonso says the choke slam is banned. 
Uh, Alfonso starts yelling at 911, but then Todd Gordon All comes right. in. Todd Gordon is back. We're back. This is the hottest the, feud. It's the longest Todd running. Gordon, Todd Gordon versus Bill Alfonso. The two then start attacking each other. Taz pulls Gordon off, but 911 stops it. Then Bruiser attacks 911. 911 choke slams him again. 911 and Taz go face to face. Other wrestlers come in to break it up. Gordon and Alfonso go back at it. Bruiser and 911 are still fighting. Taz leaves with Alfonso. 911 is now choke slamming JT Smith. Thanks for, for some coming. Reason, why not? Gordon then raises 911's hand, and we are left with the Dudleys and Minnie and Richards in ring. Minnie then starts to dance. Then the crowd starts a We Want Bubba chant. So then out comes Bubba with Big Dick. And I want to make, make a point of this 26 minutes, 11 seconds in this ECW episode. Uh-huh. Sign guy, Dudley. Yes. He's holding a sign. Yes. That says Dudley 316. Yes, he does. Sign guy knew the future. <laughs> he did. He predicted he it. He predicted it because there's no reason to hold that sign. Yeah, that was weird. That is, like I said, we are six months yeah. away. That's and he so knew. far into the future. And think about this. In the same week, we had Austin debut and 316. Mm-hmm. Like it was all meant to be. How that? How about that? All meant to be. Bubba then starts to dance in front of Meanie, um, and then he slaps Meanie. Um, Joey's talking about how these guys are all supposed to be on the same side with Raven, uh, but I put that the Bub- Bubba's turning the Dudleys, and we've talked about it for the past couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah. He's turning the Dudleys. Mm-hmm. Um, Richard sends Pulp's dub- Bubba into the middle of the ring. Richard shakes his head no. Bubba says yes. The two go back and forth with a yes and a no, and then we go to break. Mm-hmm. We go to break. Yep. So we're back, and Dreamer is in the ring. And um, that's the thing for me. It was like it was a break, and then nothing's ha- nothing no, happened. No. It's back to Tommy Dreamer. Dreamer's in the ring. Yeah. Uh, out comes Meanie, Richards, and Beulah. Beulah then teases the camera. Um, Joey says uh, flannel never looks so good Yep. on Beulah. Yep. The crowd starts a She's Hardcore chant. Um, Richards has a mic. Crowd starts a You Fat Fuck chant at Meanie. Uh, Rich says that Raven can't wrestle tonight. Last night, Raven broke his leg. So tonight, Tom will face Meanie because Richards calls him Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, he does. Yeah. Uh, Dreamer says, shut the fuck up. He says that Raven's too much of a pussy. Uh, Meanie attacks Tommy from behind. Dreamer with a DDT on Meanie for the win. So then Richards attacks Dreamer, and Dreamer counters a hip toss into a DDT for the win. Uh, Dreamer now has Beulah, but Raven throws like a shelf at Tommy Dreamer from the aisleway. Yeah, he throws like a, it looked like a, a rinky dink shelf. Yeah. Uh, Joey called it the stairs. It was not the I stairs, just, Joey Styles. I, I thought it was weird. It was like a stepladder yeah. if it was. It, yeah, that, no, that was <laughs> It wasn't not. the stairs. That's uh, what he said, though. Raven then throws Dreamer to the floor. Dreamer into the steel barrier twice. Uh, Raven now moving a table. Raven puts Dreamer on the table, hits a springboard splash through the table to the floor. Uh, crowd chants ECW. Um, we're then told that if Raven wins, he will face Sandman for the world title. Uh, that's what Joey tells us. Uh, Raven and Dreamer back in the ring. Raven with a headbutt. Raven now is kicking Dreamer. Uh, Joey says that Tommy's in trouble. Uh, Raven with a choke to Dreamer. Tommy fights out of it with rights and a DDT. Richards gets in. He gets a DDT. Now Raven DDT. Now Richards DDT. Now Raven DDT. Now Richards DDT. Um, Dreamer throws Raven out to the floor at this point. Why not pin him? If your finisher is the DDT, you've hit like 10 of them. Yeah, and you'd think that he was a little bit tired here at this point yep. doing that. Uh, Dreamer with a chair shot to Raven that opens the chair up. It was folded. He hit Raven and opened up the, the seating part. Uh, Dreamer with a cheese grater to Raven. Dreamer then licks Raven's blood off the cheese grater. 
Uh, Dreamer sends Raven into a chair. Dreamer now with a toilet brush and a boom box and a garbage can lid. Well, yeah, the the fans just keep yep. handing him shit. And I said, can you imagine if Tommy was, like, handed a knife? Yeah. Would he use that? Would he stab Raven? No rules. <laughs> it is. No rules. They just keep handing him shit and chairs, yep. frying pans, yep. boom boxes. And like you said, there was a toilet brush. A toilet brush. Yep. Yep. <laughs> they just keep handing him shit. Uh, Raven gets thrown into the crowd. Dreamer with another chair shot to a bloody Raven at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dreamer then with a can of soda. Um, now they head to the back. Uh, Raven and Dreamer then head outside into the snow. Hmm. Who is watching who? Right. And we'll talk about that later on. Yeah. Uh, I, I love it when they go out to the streets. Oh, yeah. It's snowy. Dreamer is now busted open. They come back inside. Dreamer into a pillar. Uh, Dreamer being chased by Raven as they head towards the ring. Dreamer gets a fan's cane and hits Raven. Raven catches Dreamer coming into the ring, and at this point we're told that the winner of this match gets a title shot against the Sandman tonight. So not just Raven. Because at first I was confused, like, what if Raven loses? Does he still get a title shot? Like, that makes no sense. But who, uh, Who's watching who? Who's watching who? Just saying. <laughs> uh, Dreamer with a low blow. Dreamer hits the ref when Raven ducked, though. Raven now holds Dreamer um, for Beulah, but Dreamer ducks, and Raven gets sprayed by Beulah. Oh, no. Raven then DDTs Richards because he's blinded. Mm-hmm. Dreamer then with a DDT and a cover, but Raven kicks out. Uh, Dreamer in the corner with Raven. He puts Raven in the tree of woe and ten punches not to his face, but to his groin. So that's great. Uh, Dreamer then gets a piece of the broken table. Uh, Dreamer pile drives Raven on the piece of broken table, but not really. It doesn't really move. It, yeah, yeah. Dreamer really just sits on it more yeah, than anything. Yeah. And, I mean, the table, the piece is literally a little bitty tiny yep. piece. Yep. And I, didn't really I think get it that. moved off the rope because yeah, he had it did. like wedged yeah, on the did. the mat and the the rope, and when yeah, he went down, it, it moved, so it didn't break anything. Right. Yeah. Um, Dreamer with a cover, but Raven kicks out. Then at that point, um, at this point, a fan throws a chair. Dreamer a chair. Maybe it was the uh, someone else, but I thought it was a fan. Um, Raven then sent into the corner, but Raven pulls the ref in front of him. Dreamer hits him with a chair as in the ref. Richards then with a super kick, but the ref is down. Mini goes up top. Um, Richards with a slam. Mini misses the moonsault, but Raven with a DDT on the chair for the win. Raven poses as Stevie celebrates, and we go to break. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the, the thing that was driving me crazy from the very beginning of ECW is the ref bumps. Oh, yeah. If, like, there is no rules, you you can smash people with weapons and cheese graters and all that and right in front of the ref, then you get two ref bumps here. Mm-hmm. They're just really unnecessary when there's no rules anyways. I, I agree. And I find it weird that in some matches there's DQs, in some matches there's countouts, and other ones there's not, like, I guess it's always the adage of it's the ref's discretion. Yep. Exactly. Uh, we get a recap of Missy and Stevie making out last week, and now we go to Miserloot. Yeah, I didn't need to see that recap, really. Nope. Uh, Jay, oh, but you will need it, Travis. Trust me. It's going to be a story. Okay. Just wait. Great. Uh, JT Smith says uh, it was beautiful. Uh, Bill Alfonso comes on down, says, come on down to ECW, get a taste of my Taz. The gangsters say that last time they were on their best behavior. Alfonso's talking to 911. Taz begs 911 to try and choke slam him. 911 then yells. Sandman drinks. Alfonso says he hates New York. Um, JT Smith talking about Dean Martin. Uh, then we get the gangsters again. Then Damien Kane's there with his girl, who I totally forgot who he was until he said his name. Yeah, he said, Who's Damien Kane? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. <laughs> who is Damien Kane? Damien Kane says he is hardcore before hardcore was cool. Um, Richards and Meanie are talking. And then 
Shane Douglas there comes in go. and he corrects his grammar. And Douglas says, since I left, things have all gone downhill. Mm-hmm. And I put, this was not that great of an episode of ECW. And here is why I think. I'm thinking they had a lot more in there involving probably Cactus Jack and involving the gangsters and involving Public Enemy. And they had to pull it all. That could be the cactus thing. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Well, and PE, we talked about how they were supposed to debut on last week's show. That was the hype, mm-hmm. and they didn't. So I'm wondering if they knew that they were probably going to play the house party. I mean, because there's a lot of nothing on this show. Mm-hmm. Like, there are nothing segments just filling time. Like... Right, and, and you look but. back at the matches. We had a Taz job match. We had a Bruiser Mastino job match, and then we had the Dreamer Raven match, um, and then we had the the weird in between with the the dance off that wasn't necessary. We had the Hype Central with nothing at all on it besides a list of wrestlers. Uh, the Gangster promo that was nothing. The long video at the beginning recapping the whole Dreamer and and Raven mm-hmm. feud. It just makes me think that there was a lot that was on the show that had to get cut because people are no longer there. I could definitely see that's kind of why the a bruiser man yeah. or a bruiser mantar uh, job match happened. I could definitely see that, and uh, I could definitely see some stuff getting cut out in the dance party mm-hmm. that didn't really need to be there. But I mean, Taz, they're trying to build them up, and right. I think that was all right. I think that that, that, that would have been, been in there. Fine. Yeah. yeah. But I think the fact, and then you throw in the Miserloo ending, which was nothing either. Like there was no Cactus Jack. You yeah. you had Sandman yeah, I definitely think drinking. Cactus would have been definitely involved in in the in the Miserloo. You had no Sandman promo, even though technically he should be facing Raven. So you would think you could get a Sandman Raven promo. You had no mention at all of Too Cold. You had nothing with Mikey. Like. There was this just felt like a lot of missing stuff. It felt like half an episode. Mm-hmm. And then you know the big reveal at the very end with uh, oh my god, it's the franchise. Yep, yep. Shane Douglas is back. Shane Douglas is back. We'll see how it goes. No from longer here. a dean. No longer a dean, but he's still correcting people's grammar. So yeah. that's a that's he's at just least today. He's just being polite. Yeah. You know, he wants people to to do right. good. It's just gone all downhill. Yeah, save oh. us, franchise. Well, I I will agree with him at least on this week's episode. <laughs> there's there's not a lot there. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- would you say Travis this week's episode of ECW totally skippable? Totally skippable. Mm, at least two thirds of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. I I would agree with you one hundred percent. And actually, I would say one hundred percent. Don't don't watch this episode. There's nothing there. Ready to move on to speaking of nothing there. You want to watch some superstars? Yeah. What's okay. That, what happened in superstars? WWF superstars and I I jokingly said there that we're going to watch superstars. We can't because it's not on the network. <laughs> so can't watch it. But I do have a recap for you. You ready for these hot hot matchups? Mm-hmm. WF Tag Team Champions The Smoking Guns defeated Jason Arndt and Phil Apollo when Apollo was pinned following a back suplex bulldog double team. Jason Arndt, do you know who that is? No clue. He's a member of the Mean Street Posse. Mm-hmm. The only one who's actually a wrestler. Hmm. Um, Jeff Hardy defeated WWF Intercontinental Champion Razor Ramon. Defeated him. Defeated him. Huh. How do you do that? Via count out. 
mm. in a non-title match when Razor chased Goldust Usher backstage. After the Usher came out and distracted the champion with a centerfold of Goldust. After the bout, Razor returned to the ring and hit the Razor's edge on Hardy three times and then threatened several officials who came out to restrain him. Mm. So, yeah. Jeff Did you Hardy really win, Jeff win. Hardy? Did you really win? You had to take three Razor's Edge. <laughs> I don't think you won. That was the compromise. <laughs> Definitely is. Uh, Jeff Jarrett defeated Marty Gardner with the figure four. Great. Duke Drozzi pinned the arachnoid with the trash compactor. That the All of that sounds awful. <laughs> yeah. I think that's Duke Drozzi's debut, isn't it? I, I don't remember. I, I don't remember hearing about yeah. him. Goldust pinned Barry Horowitz with the curtain call. After the bout, Goldust revealed that he had a tattoo on his chest of a heart with the word Razor in it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We saw that on Raw. Mm-hmm. Kind of in the beginning. Yep. And I thought, we haven't seen that yet. It was on Superstars was on that superstars. week. Yep. That makes sense. Uh, Owen Hart pinned Henry Gollum with an Enziguri. After the bout, Goblin slopped Cornette. So, there you go. Sounds riveting. That's all I got for you. That is your superstars. <laughs> Again, totally skippable. Do not watch. Now, I think that there were some more vignettes for Cactus Jack and probably Vader, but I don't have a report on those. So, mm-hmm. sorry. I scoured the internet long and hard and however I could I'm to sure try and find Vader, stuff. I'm but sure Vader, for sure. I know on next week's superstars, there will be an interesting promo from Goldust, and because I won't remember it now, I'll just tell you, he says that he wants to spank Razor Ramon. Because he's the bad guy. I, I guess so. He's a bad boy. You can find that promo, though, online. Because I, I sadly found it. I sadly. was hoping it was the whole show. I was actually going to watch an episode of Superstars. but Nope. Nope. Just that promo. There's matches, and there's little bits you can find in hidden places, but you can't find a whole show. Mm-hmm. It's really annoying. Yeah. Speaking of not being able to find a whole show, how about Saturday night? WCW Saturday Night. Again, not on the network. Some Saturday Nights are. I will take that back. Just like some superstars are, but none from 96. Mm-hmm. But we have a very distinctive uh, uh, write-up for this. So are you ready? Yep. Okay, so we open uh, Saturday Night, and we get footage of the Giant destroying Hogan and Savage on Nitro. Tony and Dusty welcome us to Saturday Night and say that tonight, Savage and Flair for the world title. And Mike Dick interview part two. All right. Can't wait. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> Our first match, Steve Armstrong versus Alex Wright. There are lots of uh, crowd noise that is awful um, because it's so fake uh, cheering for Alex Wright. Um, we get a sit-down powerbomb at one point by Armstrong for a two, a vicious shot by Armstrong against the ropes. Um, Wright reverses a scoop slam into a small package for the one, two, three. So Alex Wright gets the win with the, excuse me, with the small package. Isn't that great? Sounds good, yep. yeah. Uh, Randy Savage does a quick promo on Flair. We get a hotline plug, commercial. Tony then hypes up Clash of the Champions. And then we get our next match, Scott Armstrong versus Eddie Guerrero. So there you go. Um, at some point, uh, we get a Eddie chant from the crowd. So it's nice to know that Eddie's at least kind of getting a little bit of support. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's not great there. Um Guerrero comes back, gets a brain buster, goes up top, connects with a jackknife, as Tony calls it, and gets the one, two, three. So Eddie Guerrero gets the win via pinfall after the jackknife, a.k.a. the frog the splash. frog splash. Yep. <laughs> VK Wall Street, Travis. Oh, he's on the show? He is. He's doing a promo on his opponent tonight, Mr. JL. All right. Yes. Mr. Wall Street. So 
shows yeah. up. Yep. We just talked about him last he week did, about yeah. where is he gone. He's here. He's here. Uh, go to commercials. Come back. Gene hypes up Clash of the Champions. Then we go to more commercials. So thank you for coming back for that. Um, Kevin Sullivan then takes on Butch Long. Who do you think is going to win? It would be Kevin Sullivan with the double foot stomp. So blah. Nothing there. American Males do a short promo for their match against Men at Work. So there you go. Mean Gene sells WCW calling cards, $14.99 per card. So there you go. Uh, commercials, we get a Gene hotline promo where he says someone from the WF could be coming to WCW. So, ooh. 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 Call the hotline to find out. We then get our next match, the American Males versus Men at Work. If you don't know, Men at Work is Canyon and Mark Starr. So, oh boy. who better? That sounds as two people sounds as good as the name. Who better? So there you go. Uh, back and forth. Riggs gets a two big splash for two. Uh, working on the arm. Canyon grabs the legs of Riggs coming off the rope. Star chop blocks the knees of Riggs. Canyon works on the knee behind the back. Um, Canyon legally comes in. Got some back and forth. Stars in. Bagwell cleans house. Get a crossbody onto Star. Canyon elbows Star. Um, Canyon comes back with a back elbow on Bagwell, a double vertical suplex on Riggs. Bagwell, though, with a top rope clothesline to Mark Starr for the one, two, three. So the American males get the win after the top rope clothesline. Gene is then standing with Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage. Hogan says that for every choke slam, it gets easier to get up. So there you go. I guess just keep choke slamming Hogan and it'll eventually just not go down anymore. Mm-hmm. Hogan guarantees that Savage will win the title tonight. And Savage agrees, and they have some sort of secret weapon. Yeah, they keep talking about it. I hope it's not the renegade. Secret weapon. I hope it's not the renegade. (laughs) We then, uh, Ric Flair then cuts a promo. So, there you go. We then go to commercial, come back, and we get footage of one-man gang beating uh, Sasaki to win the U.S. title. So, there you go. That is your new U.S. champ. That makes sense. Well, why he has the belt on that show. Yeah, although we never see that match. No. It, It actually happened after Starcade. Like, that night. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep, yep. Uh, Flair does another promo. We then go to a commercial. We come back, and Dusty and Tony are showing us the ending of the Nitro main event and how Zodiac was protecting kind of Hogan and Savage. We then get our next match for VK Wall Street versus Mr. JL. Uh, JL with a roll-up for two, side headlock onto Wall Street. Uh, VK sends him out to the floor. Uh, VK Wall Street with a leg drop for two. JL roll-up for two. Back and forth, JL looks for a crucifix pin but vk hangs on connects with a stark stock market crash for the one two three so vk wall street gets the win in his return to wcw i guess gene the win. yes and, and by the way these guys may be on other shows because remember there's also pro and there's worldwide. worldwide yeah uh gene is standing with the giant jimmy hart and rick flair uh hart hypes up both giant and flair Giant says no matter what, he will be able to destroy Savage and Hogan. Flair talks about woman being with both of them. So note that Flair talking about woman. Mm-hmm. Another person from ECW that would explain why there wasn't as much content on ECW. Yeah, and she's absent from the intro yep. the last yep. couple of times. Yep. But she's not leaving. Joey Styles told me so. Uh, and I'll call the hotline, yep. ECW hotline, yep. to know the truth. Yep, know the truth right from her mouth, I think is what it said. <laughs> Um, but I, I did note here, this is the third Flair promo of the night. Little right. much. We got to fill time. Um, then we get the Mike D- Dicka interview coming up. So we go to commercial, Dusty and Tony hype up Mongo. Um, basically Bischoff and Dicka are talking old football stories. Uh, Dicka says that Dick Buckus and Mongo would have been roommates and are really the same person. 
totally pointless. They are just reliving events that occurred 11 years ago. Uh, yeah, WCW appears trying to get Mike Ditka to be Mongo's manager. Oh, boy. That would have been something. Oh, yeah. So then we go to another hotline commercial. Then we go to commercial. Then we come back, and Gene is again hot, hyping the hotline. <laughs> so we go to more commercials. This is why I'm glad we don't watch Saturday night. That's a lot. That's uh, a lot of commercials. We get our next match. Is it's Ming versus Dusty Wolf. Uh, Ming hits a shoulder breaker and the golden spike, and Ming uh, Wolf gives up. Ming wins, so got to put Ming over before his match with Hogan. Hogan. We get footage of Luger and Sting from Nitro and talking about how they're a tag team now. Um, go to commercial. Come back. Gene is standing with Colonel Robert Parker and Sherry Martell. Parker with a few sexual references to Martell and cigars. So, hmm. All right. We then go for the world championship as it's Ric Flair with Jimmy Hart and the Giant versus Hulk, uh, Randy Savage with Hulk Hogan. Uh, Zodiac comes out to the ring and is telling Giant to go backstage. Um, Hogan's also going backstage, so we're going to get one-on-one. Um, and then we go to commercial before the match starts. Match starts. Uh, Savage with a headlock takedown. Flair pokes the eyes. A few chops. Savage backslides. Savage writes. Um, Savage with a sol- shoulder block for two. Um, Savage uh, with some jabs for two. You know, it's a, it's a Flair Savage match. It goes mm-hmm. back and forth. Um, knee breaker in the middle of the ring. Uh, Savage in the figure four. Savage trying to hang on. Flair using the ropes, of course. Begins to slap Savage. So, of course, since he started slapping Savage, Savage reverses the figure four. Flair has to let go. Stop um, doing that. I know, right? Don't slap the guy. Uh, Savage connects with the flying elbow at one point. So, Savage hits the big elbow, but Jimmy Hart distracts the ref. Hogan comes out, and he beats up Flair. Arn Anderson comes in and hits Savage with brass knucks. Flair is on top for the one, two, three. But the ref misses, sees what transpired. So, Randy does win via disqualification because the ref saw Arn hit Randy. So Flair retains the world title. Uh, Tony is then with Hogan and Savage. Savage is still out of it. Hogan says Savage should be the champ. He's sick of the Dungeon and Doom and the Horsemen. Savage forget his, forgets his opponent on Nitro, so he has no clue. But he is able to remember the secret weapon. So, uh, and the last note is the secret weapon better be good. I hope so. I can't wait for the reveal of Hogan and Savage's secret weapon. Don't worry, Travis. I think that they will spoil it on next Saturday night. So before the clash, they're going to spoil the secret. Hmm. Okay. And it's it's a certain world champion who's going to spoil it. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So don't get your hopes up too much. That's all uh, I'm saying. All right. You ready right. to uh, move on to Monday Night Raw? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right. It. Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. Love technology sometimes. Anyways, we will carry on. Hey, we're as live as live can be, pal. We are. Raw was not. All right. Raw was not. Yeah. Raw was very much tape, and we start with an MLK video package because this is Martin Luther King Day. And then we are told that viewer discretion is advised, which is the first time I remember seeing this. First time I remember it as mm-hmm. well. I mean, they did kind of have a disclaimer a little bit before the... Uh, Bulldog and Hart right, match. Right, but that was specifically for blood. that match. Yeah. This was the for beginning the of the show. show. Yeah. And, and then we, we, know s- why. we see why, because Sonny is on a pool table in a dress. And uh, Travis, I'm sure you immediately liked this show. I, I did. It's off to a roaring start. <laughs> and then we, we hype up the show, and Travis likes it a little less. Yes. Uh, Doc says that Doc Razor will be here to confront Goldust. 
Billionaire Ted will be here. And then we see the Raw intro. And I pointed something out here. You mentioned last week about the Raw intro. Mm-hmm. This is the wrong intro. But it's got the music, though. It does, but this is the wrong intro. And I'll tell you why. Because the very first thing we see in this intro is Roddy Piper slapping gold dust. And that hasn't happened yet. Hmm. That has not happened. So this has to be a WWE post thing that they decided to make this the intro for the 96 Raws. Because that has not happened yet in our timeline. So it should not be in the Raw intro. Hmm. I guess I haven't noticed. I'll have to look at it. Yeah, when you when you watch Raw next week. Yep. I was just uh, glad of the music more than anything. The music's great, but Mm -hmm. that video with it is wrong. Mm -hmm. Okay. Eagle-eyed viewers, pay mm-hmm. attention. Uh, we then go to our first match of the night, as it will be Marty Jannetty taking on Owen Hart. King and Vince then hype up the show. Uh, King asks, could Owen win the Rumble? And I put, I wish. I would I would like that. Mm-hmm. But King says that the Rumble will be won by royalty, so either himself, Owen Hart, or Mabel are going to win. Yep, got a That's a 10% chance. That. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we get an arm ringer by Owen, but Jannetty with an arm drag, a monkey flip. Owen up with a shove. Owen with a headlock, a hammerlock, but Marty with a front headlock. Uh, Owen puts Marty up top. Marty comes back with an arm drag. They trade punches, but Owen goes for a roll-up, but Marty stops it. Marty with a clothesline for two. Marty with a headlock and a shoulder block, but Owen hits a belly-to-belly suplex. One of the best belly-to-bellies. I love Owen's running belly-to-belly. Yep. Uh, Owen with a big backbreaker and a stomp. Owen with a headbutt and a whip, but Marty with a crossbody for two. Owen with an enziguri, but only gets a one count on that, uh, which... Surprised me because he's been winning with that. That's the same move well, that put out Sean. The the king king tries to explain that he didn't get him good on that Enziguri attempt. Just kind of grazed him. Didn't get oh, all of it. Trying to cover for it, yeah. but still should have been a two. Marty, I blame that on Marty. He kicks out at one, right? Marty with a hip toss, but he misses an elbow. Owen goes for the sharpshooter, but Marty knocks him off. Uh, Owen with a drop kick. Owen with an uppercut. A few shoulder blocks in the corner. Marty with a clothesline, but Owen rakes the eyes to wrench suplex for two as we go to break. Yeah, and before we go to break, yeah. uh, we're told that Razor Ramon is in transit yes. to the arena. Yes. Who says that? In transit. The same people who say Vince medical McMahon. facility. I know. This fucking language. Yep. It's in what, transit. In transit. He's God. in transit. He's not in route. He's yes. not on the way. On route, He's not on coming. The way. Yes. Yep. That's normal speed. In transit. Not Vince McMahon. Well, Gosh. maybe he had to take public transportation, so he is in transit. I doubt it. I'm sure uh, Doc Hendricks will get oh, down, yeah. down to the bottom Definitely. of it. Definitely. Uh, we're back. Owen's in control. Owen with a leg drop. Owen gets countered and sent face first into the mat. Marty with a flipping top rope neck breaker thing. I think that's the diamond dust, but it didn't look great. Uh, Marty with a power slam. Marty goes up top, but Owen gets up, so Marty clotheslines him out to the floor. Marty then with a suplex, a few standing switches, and then Owen with a roll-up for the win. Ending kind of came out of nowhere, but uh, it wasn't a bad match. Right. I kind of like when uh, I remember Owen doing this with kind of catching the guy's yes. arm underneath him and then flipping him over, yep. and he bridged Bridges. over like that. So I did like that, that I, ending spot. I remember having that move in video games. Mm-hmm. And, Pulling and, the arm yep, underneath yep, the legs. Yep. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's nice every once in a while because we in 2021 are so conditioned to matches don't end on roll-ups. So mm-hmm. it's nice to see a match actually end on a roll-up. Like, it's just it's just different, and it's right. a little refreshing at times. Yeah. Um, we get Todd backstage. Todd's hyping up the Rumble. Um, then we get what's up with Razor. 
Um, and then we get the announcement that WWF Free For All will debut at the Rumble. And that is a free half-hour show on the preview channel. And this one's going to feature Duke Drozzy versus Triple H to see who will be number 30 and who will be number one. So there we go. Whoa, you were, you were spoiled that. They didn't say they didn't say that. They said two uh, superstars will be competing on Free For All. And the winner gets uh, 30 and the loser gets number one. Oh, I thought they said who it was. No. So. Oh, well, I just told you. The two people will draw blanks. I told you. So I guess it looks like uh, the dumpster man and Triple H is shooting blanks. Shooting blanks. Drawing blanks, at least. Yeah, well, yeah at least drawing them. Mm-hmm. I think Jerry makes a comment about that later, mm-hmm. by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. Something towards events. We recap the entrance in the Rumble. Uh, Diesel then does a promo on the Rumble. He talks about Vader. Says it is Diesel time. Set your clocks. It's Diesel time. Yeah, great. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> we then get another Vader video. Plus, we're going to get Ahmed versus Jarrett and three more title matches. And at this point, I'm like, Gold Dust Razor, Undertaker, Brett, what other title? And it's the tag title. Right. But you I totally. About it. totally I'm, when was the last time we why. saw him? Yeah. They were on Superstars. Can't help me. Uh, Todd says that you won't see these matches anywhere else because unlike the last pay-per-view, we will not be showing them. Well, thank goodness for that. Thank goodness for that, yeah. Uh, Doc now says that Razor is on his way to the arena, and tonight he is going to get to Gold Dust. Great. So we go to break. We come back, and Sunny has a pool cue, and she is blowing on it, and it is total sex appeal, (laughs) and she says everybody likes it raw. Yeah, everybody likes it raw. Yeah. And leaning over and out. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, we hype up the rest of the show. We go to break. We come back, and uh, it's going to be the Ringmaster versus Matt Hardy, and I put it so weird to see these two. Mm-hmm. It's just weird in, in these incarnations. Oh, Matt Hardy. So young. So young here. So blue. And I said, is that Matt Hardy, or is that uh, the actor that played Eddie from the Munsters? Ah, I like it. He, uh, he looks very similar in bright blue colors yes. here. The high voltage. High, yes, with Matt HV Hardy. on the back. Yep. Yep. Uh, Ringmaster with a headlock into a takeover. Hardy runs in, rolls him up and gets a one count. Hardy with a headlock, a shoulder block. And then Austin hits a Luthez press and some right hands. But Hardy rolls him up out of that for a two. And again, weird to see Austin with the Luthez and it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nope. Uh, Ringmaster with a backdrop. Uh, Austin comes back with some chops in the corner. Hardy with a right, but Austin with a knee. Austin has him set up in the corner. Uh, Ringmaster with a stomp to the gut. I have to, I know it's Steve Austin, but I have to keep saying Ringmaster because if I say Austin, I think of Steve Austin, Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. And it's not that. No. You, you can't think nope. of him as that. Mm-hmm. He is the Ringmaster. Um, knee drop and a choke from the Ringmaster. At this point, Lawler and Vince talk about Ted Turner being upset with the billionaire Ted skits. So, great. Um, Austin with a knee drop for a two. Hardy gets sent face first to the mat. Hardy with a few kicks. Uh, Ringmaster with a reversal into a face first suplex for two. Uh, Ringmaster now choking Hardy with the middle rope. Um, Ringmaster goes for a running leg drop. Hardy moved. Hardy with a few rights and a kick. Ringmaster with the stun gun and the million dollar dream for the win. And Vince says the Ringmaster will be on AOL tomorrow night. And then the Ringmaster with some stomps and a slap to Hardy. Oh, boy. Uh, the uh, the stun gun was not. He was. Uh, he didn't say that. He said it was a devastating maneuver. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me for being a fan and knowing the moves. You know, we have talked on commentary a little bit before about. Uh, I like Vince on commentary more than Eric Bischoff. 
but not quite as Tony Schiavone. Obviously, right. I love Tony. Right. But at least uh, Eric and Tony, they try. Tony, yep. he says jackknife and it's yep. a frog splash. Yep. But at least he tries. He's trying. Uh, Joey, he gives people names like you don't like. At least he tries. He doesn't say just give up and say, yep. oh, devastating maneuver. What, what a maneuver. Yep. When it's like basic moves. Not only that, you're running the company. Yeah, you Go know. Go talk to you the guys know. and figure out what the moves are called. Right. <sighs> so that's the only thing that annoys me about Vince. There's a lot of things that annoy me about Vince at this point, and that is that he's still on commentary. Uh, again, and I got a long time of Vince being on commentary, and I'm it's not a while. looking forward to it. Uh, we get an HBK video package. We're told about the nine thugs again who attacked him, and then we start the boyhood dream story. Yes. And he says, time is of the essence, and since he was a 12-year-old, all he wanted to do was be WWF champion. And he says that once again, he's going to win the Rumble. And then at the very end, after the video is done, Vince wishes Sean the best of luck. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> he's given a second chance. We get the tell me a lie yep. music. Yep, a little bit of it, a yeah. tease. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. I, I, and he gives a little bit of a promo. I don't like the his hair here. It's oh, short, no. parted yep. down the middle yep. or whatever. I don't like his hairstyle choice here. Yeah, there's not a lot to like about HBK right now. And I thought the the promo, besides his uh, announcement at the press conference that we saw a little bit right. of, I didn't really like the the promo either. Nope. With him talking with his shirt off back there. Yep. Yep. I didn't really like it. Nope. Not a fan of much of. Yeah. Uh, Doc then says that Razor's only a few miles away, which he says so his sources. Yeah. He, following him. How far away is Razor from the arena? Why isn't he at work? Like, shouldn't he be at yeah, work right and now? Is, is Doc's source is like literally chasing him down <laughs> in another vehicle? Is Razor Doc's source? <laughs> yeah, it could be. Hey, yo. What are they using? They're not using cell phones <laughs> in 96. He's pull, car phones. He's pulling over and he's going to yeah, a payphone. He's pay like, phone. hey, yo, I'm 10 miles away. <laughs> Gets back in the car, drives. Hey, yo. Gold dust. Hey, yo, I'm four miles away. I'm coming for the gold man. I'm coming for the gold man. Uh, we come back from break and we get a match in progress as the smoking guns and the spiders in action. Fuck. The guns we are announced at this point will face the body Donna's at the Rumble thanks to Sunny and her her womanish ways on Gorilla Monsoon. Mm-hmm. That's that. That's not even implied. That is straight up said. Said uh, right. Yeah. Uh, Billy hits a famouser, but we don't know what that is yet, so no comment at all on it. Uh, Bart in with a pair of drop kicks and slams, and the sidewinder for the win, and this is totally pointless. Sidewinder called a devastating maneuver again. Part two, yes. This is the it. We were we were mad about the raw bowl, right? Right. About it being four teams or whatever, but yep. I said it's spotlighting the tag teams. Oh yeah. This is the tag team champions, yep. and you're interrupting it. <laughs> you're joining it in progress. Yep. yep. These are the tag champs. They can't but, even get an entrance. But to be fair, look who they're facing. The spiders, I know. The royal spiders, because there's a, a line in there that uh, uh, Vince asked Jerry, which one's the royal uh, one? Yep. God. A match uh, in progress. Not a just well, a random team. You're tag team champions. We had to be in progress, Travis, because next is Billionaire um, Ted. Yes, we had to run to get to this shit. And, and billionaire Ted's talking about how he bought himself a network, a World uh, Series, and classic movies, but he wants to know why he can't buy the WWF. Um, he then says he has to buy disloyal, greedy has-beens. Um, Ted then says, buy me some of the WWF new generation superstars. Uh, they want to call Huckster the boy toy. It's it's not great. I, I will say that. 
Um, and then Jerry Lawler at the very end talks about Ted Turner buying Time Warner and how he's glad he doesn't have any stocks in Time Warner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The new generation. It's not for sale. Nope, it's not for sale. That's Great. the tagline at the end. So Goldust then makes his way out. Vince will interview him in ring. Vince calls Goldust unnerving. Uh, Lawler says they have something in common as they both wear hair pieces, which I laughed at. I, I <laughs> Always really joking about his yep. hair, hair pieces. And then Goldust starts to play with Vince's tie, and um, I'm just gonna let the uh, I'm I'm just gonna let the interview play. The question is whether or not you really mean what you say, or are you trying to to prey upon the homophobic fears of most men, in particularly one who oozes machismo, one Razor Ramon. Your comments, please. Mr. Television Announcer, is that an extra microphone in your pants? Or are you just happy to see me? There are a lot of men out there. I am selective. I look very carefully to find that one who can give me the worst absolute time. That is when I make my move. And you know this one, Tootsie, 1982. Razor Ramon. I want you so bad, bad guy. More than any man or woman can ever want a human being. You look into these eyes, oh bad one. I am gold dust and this is our little secret. Don't you forget the name, naughty boy, of Gold Dust. <laughs> so that is the interview. And I put that I thought this is Gold Dust's best promo yet that we've seen. Wow, oh, yeah. I mean,. Is it good? No. Is the content wise? Is it the good? Content, right? Not really. But at the same time, and I'll get into this more later because we still have one more sunny bit to come up. The warning at the beginning, the gold dust promo, the sunny things throughout the night, the fact that later on there's some things said on commentary that are a little mm-hmm. off colorish. They're trying to go in a different direction. Mm-hmm. They're trying to do something, and I have to applaud them for that. Mm-hmm. Now, are they doing something because this was the final night of a taped show, and they were short, and they needed to fill? Is this maybe a little bit of Mr. Russo influence? Possibly. Bit, but, Travis, can we say that this Raw is the start of the Attitude Era? 
This definitely is uh, the start of edgier content, and even with the the Goldust character as a yeah. whole, is a start of it, a little edgier stuff. Yeah, because I was gonna say when Goldust first Sunny debuted, Kudu, I guess, but when Goldust first debuted, he wasn't this. No, and and it's it started now, and I don't know if that's Dustin getting more comfortable with the gimmick, or if sure that is goes along with it, yeah. the writing and the effort of because let, let's face it. WWF since Nitro started, and you just got to look at the ratings last week that we talked about, has been getting beat. Mm-hmm. But it's not because of the fact that Nitros are better shows every week. Most weeks they are. Mm-hmm. So is this kind of like the, the car crash you see on the interstate where you can't look you away can't look even away. though you want to, and they're trying to go that far over the top mm-hmm. to make you go... What are they talking about? Can they do this on TV? Like, right? Yeah, this was uh, jarring to hear yep. that this was uh, even a thing back in 1996. In 96, that he would yeah. even go there that far. I mean, I knew there was some lines on commentary about Goldust, but mm-hmm. I never really knew that he just went straight up and it was like, "Is there a microphone in your pants?" Right. Right, Mr. TV Man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And then the line about Vince asking if he really means this or if he's just trying to play on homophobic Homophobic fears. fears. And to me, that is... It's like, whoa. That's jarring. It is. It's very jarring to hear. So if they're trying to be more shock and try to get viewers that way, it's not not out of the realm of possibility is what I'm going to say. And... I have a spoiler for you for next week. Next week, okay. They don't beat Nitro, but they do go up for their rating. Mm. So it it actually no, check that. They do beat Nitro. They beat Nitro next week after being down by 11 by 1.1 points this week. Wow. They will beat Nitro next uh, week. I guess you know it's it's post pay-per-view, right? Uh, yes, next so, week's will be, yes. So it's post-Rumble. But, but do you think part of it, though, is people, let's say they're flipping, because we know a lot of people are flipping, and if you flip and you see this Gold Dust promo, you're probably going, or if you see Sunny at a pool table with her mm-hmm. shirt half unbuttoned. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I might stick around to right. see what this is about. Well, and it gets... WCW it, aren't doing this. No. I mean, they're seeing Sherry and Colonel Parker getting yeah, married. That's their sex appeal right there. <laughs> I mean... And Hulk Hogan. Yeah, and Hulk Hogan. And Sting <laughs> and Luger. Uh, yeah. Backstage, and Doc says that Razor just arrived, and we go to break. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well. Uh, shut up, my... Shut up, Doc. <laughs> we get an Undertaker video package for this Sunday, and at this point I put no Brett promo, no Brett, Period. Period. Where we is have he? not seen him since in your house. Where's your world champion? The world champion is nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. How are you supposed to build to a big pay-per-view? This is one of the big five. This is one of the ones you're paying more money for. Mm-hmm. And you have a world champion that hasn't even been in the same arena as his opponent in a month. Yeah, it hasn't even cut a promo or no. anything at all. There is no issue like here. A video pa- video of him at least. And And the bad thing is we haven't seen much of Undertaker either. Like, we've seen this promo, mm-hmm. and I think there was one other week where Paul Bear had a little promo talking and about how the creatures of the night. Week. Yeah. yeah. And then but this match. That's it. There's mm-hmm. nothing here for this title match. Right, yeah. I, Seems uh, like an afterthought. 
Doc then says that Razor is coming, and then Razor comes and says, where is he? Doc says he's in the locker room, and Razor chases after him. Doc says he's going to kick his butt. <laughs> Oh, good old tattletale Doc Hendricks. Well, <laughs> uh, we then go to King, who says that Razor is mad because he is jealous of Vince because of the attention that uh, Goldust gave Vince. Mm-hmm. And then Jerry calls Vince homophobic. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, just straight up on commentary. Uh, Vince then says that Bret Hart is looking on uh, because the Undertaker is getting ready to play, take on Isaac Yankum. I said, quote, but he can't be bothered to be at work. and Vince even says he's looking on from Calgary Vince you are the boss send him to work probably be better shows Mm -hmm. (laughs) and what I don't understand is again the matches on this show were taped Brett was there like he had to be it's not like he left the night after the pay-per-view and was gone Mm. and if he was then that is stupid on whoever booked that flight back home Right. Hmm. Now, I've always heard that Brett kind of, and in his book, Brett talks about, I was on the road all the time. I was never home for holidays, blah, blah, blah. You've been off for a month. Yeah. At least on TV. Now, were there house shows taking place? Possibly. But over Christmas, I don't I don't know for sure. Wasn't there always like a, like a Madison Square Garden show that was kind of always happened around Christmas time or in the New York area? Or something like that. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to look that up right now. I thought now. like Christmas back in, of course, this is not territory days, but territory days you hear that they always have Christmas night shows or Christmas Eve shows or something like that. Right. Um, uh, but I can see you giving your like champion a night off or shows off, but uh, I don't even I don't even think he was at this taping at all. I don't. I don't think he was either, and I. I want to know why. Like, I want to know. I. I want to know why. Where. Where was he? Why isn't he? I just. I want to know these answers. Someone, tell me these answers. He wants answers. Damn it. I want answers, and I'm. I'm not finding them anywhere. Okay, here we go. Let me look here. The end of 1995. So they had. Let's see. They had the 19th, they taped Raw. Or no, that was when they taped a bunch of superstars. Um, the night before that, they taped Raws uh, on the 18th. So you had In Your House on the 17th, then all the Raws on the 18th, and then all the superstars on the 19th, which only drew 1,500 fans because it took place during a blizzard. So there's that. Yeah. Um, but then they didn't have another show until December 26th. So, from the 19th through the 26th, there is no show. Mm. And that next show was in Anaheim, and Bret Hart was on that show um, as he beat Diesel in a cage. And then the 27th, there's a show, and Bret Hart beat Diesel in a cage. And then the 28th, there's a show, and Bret Hart beat Diesel in a cage. And then the 29th, there's a show, and Bret Hart beat Yokozuna. So there's that. And they round out the year on the 30th where Bret Hart beat Diesel in a cage. So. Yeah, so he's on the road, but just not on not TV. On, not on TV. I, that is so bizarre. And he can't shoot, like, something backstage? I mean, talking. I guess looking at things, um, it looks like he was on a mania where he pinned Buddy Landell. Um, that's... 
that's it. I, I, as far as I'm seeing, like he's on Mania. Um, I guess he was on. Well, no, that's hyping up an interview. I don't remember us doing an interview with Bret Hart at any point in time in this lead up. Maybe we did. Did we have an interview on Rawble? No, we didn't. And we didn't have. I, I don't remember an interview with Bret Hart at all. Was uh, was Buddy? Did he wrestle Buddy Landell? That was on a Mania, like WWF Mania, the show. Oh. But it was not on Raw. We did see Buddy Landell though. We did. Did he face Ahmed or something? And that was that was in, at your the, house. in your house, yeah. But yeah, that's that's really it. Like, I don't understand why. Like, why I don't understand this. Um, and I guess maybe it's just me, like in 2021, like my world champ will be on TV every week, building up to the the pay per view match. Challenger. And this is this is nothing, especially the Rumble. Yeah, a big pay per view. Yeah, like I don't, I don't I know what they're either. doing. Why, why Vince? Why, why <sighs> Brett? Why? Yeah, why? I mean, I guess we did have the uh, the Raw match um, that was from the uh, from the pay per view. Oh well. Yeah, there's that. There's that at least. So we <laughs> we have that in our life. All right, so let's go to uh, to this match here. It's to go face-to-face. That's Yankum and Undertaker. Yankum leaves the ring when the lights come on. Uh, Lawler then talks to Yankum. Yankum goes for a punch, but Undertaker blocks it, hits a boot. Undertaker with a whip and a clothesline. Undertaker with a slam, a face grip. He now pushes into the corner. Undertaker with a whip in the corner, but Yankum with an elbow, a clothesline. Undertaker then sits up. Undertaker with a reversal. Undertaker drops Yankum over the top rope to then fight on the floor. Undertaker with some th- thrusts, uh, a choke. Uh, Yankum gets sent into the apron. Undertaker rolls in and then back out to break the count. Uh, Yankum gets sent into the post. Lawler gets up from commentary and he tries to steal the urn from Paul Bear or the chain. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. from Paul Bear. But Undertaker sees him and Lawler then runs away. Yankum with a bear hug runs him back first to the post. We go to break. Back and Yankum is in control. Um, Yankum with a punch to the back, a half crab. The crowd starts a rest in peace chant. Uh, Undertaker on his feet, but Yankum sends him into the corner and we get a bear hug. Doc says that Goldust will discuss his match next week against Bret Hart next. And then Vince says that Goldust doesn't represent the gay community. So there's, yeah, he says gay There's community. that. Um, Undertaker with a back suplex. Undertaker with an uppercut, but Yankum with a big power slam. And an elbow drop, make it two elbow drops. Yankum with a scoop, and he tries for a tombstone. But then Undertaker counters it. But instead of seeing the counter, we cut really quickly backstage to Doc. Doc so it must have been a botch. Yeah, is what I'm thinking. He's just kind of wandering backstage, back and forth. I'm thinking they had to they had to cut because it was a botch. Because then Undertaker hits an elbow, and then he hits a tombstone for the win. So I'm wondering if they did the the tombstone flip thing, and someone lost someone, and it it wouldn't have it looked good. And so they just did the elbow and redid it. it. But because it was weird to have that that cut for like it really two was, seconds. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Undertaker gets the tombstone for the win. So we go back to Doc, who's talking with Goldust. Uh, and Razor comes in and gets a big shot to Goldust. Razor sends him into a door, hits him with a trash can. Goldust then gets thrown on a table, another trash can. Officials try to stop him, and Goldust hits a low bro- blow, and we go to break. So there you go. And then... Shot to the groin. Shot to the groin, yes. Clearly a low blow. 
So we go to break. We come back, and Sunny <laughs> is in a bubble bath. Yes. And she says, we did it for almost an hour. How's that for raw? That's raw. Sunny <sighs> <laughs> naked in a bathtub. They're trying. They're <laughs> trying. I give them credit for trying. It's <sighs> good shit, pal. <sighs> Replay of the fight we just saw. Uh, mm-hmm. Come back live, and they're trying to calm down Razor. Next week, we're going to get Brett versus Goldust. We then get some Rumble hype. We go back to Doc. Goldust is seen leaving his room, and Razor attacks him, sends him into an electrical box, which I thought was the start of the stuttering gimmick, but no, that would be a couple years from now. Um, outside, they go into the snow. Uh, they are brawling yeah, in a snowbank. Again, again, in the snow. Uh, Razor gets a shovel, but he missed. Uh, they're out in the snow. Goldust sends Razor into the semi. Uh, Goldust then gets in his car. Razor with a trash can at the car throws it. Goldust leaves. Um, and that is the end of your show. That's your go home. And supposedly, this little fight they had here, there were some potatoes being thrown. I've heard that story from Bruce Pritchard on his podcast. Mm. Because as we've talked about, Razor did not want to yeah. do this. Yeah. Razor did right, not want to do this, and he took it out on Dustin, which is not Dustin's fault. No. Like, he's he's booked. He's not, it's not like he went to Vince and said, hey, I want to feud with Razor. Like, yeah. that's what Vince decided to do and the writers and the powers that be. But supposedly there were some live rounds going back and forth between each other in this mm, little, little brawl. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. I think I have heard that, too. Yeah. So that does it for your Monday Night Raw for the week. As uh, you ready to get into some Monday Night Nitro? Let's do it. Nitro. WCW Nitro. Live from Miami. And they're live. And they'll tell you about it. <clears throat> live as live can be. At least five times an episode. <laughs> the announcers then welcome us to the show. Again, that's Bischoff and Mongo and Bobby. And Bischoff is in his leather biker jacket because he's cool. All right, come on, Bischoff. Dress up a little bit. The lead announcer. He's cool. He's a, <laughs> he's leather bad. jacket and black he's bad. Shirt. He rode his Harley in. Yeah, I bet. It's what it looks like down to Miami. Now, can you... Uh, Try that from Montana? Which, yeah, exactly. Uh, were you able to see what uh, Pepe was dressed up as? Yeah, there? you know, uh, it just looked like it had a, like a sun hat on kind of thing oh, nice. and like a little bib slash scarf. I'm glad that we didn't I get a good shot of it. Right, I didn't really... So I couldn't really tell, unfortunately. How much longer? But, man... How much it's a while, I think. I don't know. They're already teasing it with these interviews, I think. And you're not <laughs> doing interviews for a commentary person. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're told that Sting and Flair will face off for the world title tonight, plus Hogan versus someone from the Dungeon of Doom and Savage versus Luger. All right. I'm okay with all that. Uh, Luger out. He doesn't have Jimmy Hart with him, so no high fives. And I got kind of disappointed. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, we're then told that Savage is getting another title shot. No matter what happens in this match, Savage is getting a title shot. Right. Weird. Said so it was decided about like 40 minutes ago or something. Yeah. They said that yeah. it finally came down. Well, and uh, Bobby explains that uh, why Jimmy Hart is absent is he's going to be out with Ric Flair later. So he's concentrating on that. Gotcha. Well, that makes a lo- that Luger should be pissed about that, but whatever. Um, 
you know, because he was. I think he's got a lot to be pissed off about. Well, yeah, Luger was Jimmy Hart's. You know, Jimmy Hart was Luger's manager first before mm-hmm. it was Flair's. So yeah. this whole thing is kind of getting intertwined and <laughs> convoluted. Uh, Luger gets a chair to start the match. He throws the chair in the ring, and Savage catches it out of the air and then tries to attack Luger with it. But Luger attacks Savage as the the ref is kind of getting Savage away. I've never seen anyone catch a chair as well as Randy Savage no. did. That was nice. No, yeah, it was a nice moment. Uh, Luger then throws Savage over the top rope while the ref was distracted. Uh, Savage gets sent into the steel steps. Luger then yells, look at this, at the camera, which I laughed at. He's <laughs> straight up in the camera. Look at this! <laughs> yeah. Luger with a knee while Savage was getting in the ring. Savage pulls Luger outside. He sends Luger face first into the railing, then into the stairs. Savage up top with a double axe handle for a two. Savage then with a top rope choke. Uh, crowd starting a Luger chant, which I found rather interesting. Um, Luger's over. Luger, like, he really is. I still don't understand the push for him as a heel. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't get it. Because the fans like it. I love the fans em. like it, and you have so many heels, it feels like. Like, you have two huge heel factions. Yeah, it's kind of his partnership with Jimmy Hart. is kind of he's unofficially part right. of the Dungeon of Doom kind of But he's of not thing. really because he's yeah, not he's out not there really. with the rest of – like, he's never mm, with the no. rest of the Dungeon of Doom. Like, right, because he was there and then beat down at Havoc. And that was it. And just, you assume right. it was kind of with Jimmy Hart. He's with the Giants, yep. with the Doom, and so, yeah. Yeah. But the fans don't want it. They nope. they want Luger. Yep. They Lug- want him as a face. Luger now in control in the corner. Savage with a big back elbow for two. Uh, Luger is saying, wait a minute, and back into the corner. But Savage chokes Luger. Savage with an elbow to Luger's throat. Right hand from Savage for a two. Savage with a kick, but Luger with a rick of the eyes in the corner. Luger with some kicks. Luger snapmare. Repeated elbow drops for two. Luger with a kick to Savage. Savage fights back, though. Hits a press slam onto the top rope. Savage up top, but Luger moves. Luger with a torture rack for the win as Savage gives up. I don't think he passed out, but he gives up, and then Luger again yells at the camera. Well, I think it was the the referee going Discretion. for three, yeah. the lifting of the arm gotcha. thing, and that was the three. And But... Again, the crowd pops for oh, the torture yeah. rack. Yep. And we get a replay of the match. And like you said earlier, if anyone has a legitimate gripe, it's Lex Luger because he's beaten Savage four times. Like, Yeah, he should be the one getting the title shot. Why does a Savage automatically get it? Now, yep. it makes a little bit more sense with we explained Saturday yep. night that him and Flair fought and it was a right. DQ right. smosh right. thing, but they don't explain that no, on Nitro. No, not on Nitro. They mention it at They all. never recap Saturday night on no. Nitro. And that's something that you would that yeah. you would do. I, yeah. I don't think they even brought that up. No, that not he once. He's going to get a match. And, yeah, Luger definitely has a legit gripe yep. here. He should be fighting Flair for the title. So we go to our next match. It'll be Hugh Morris and Kevin Sullivan versus Arnon Pillman. Out come the Dungeon of Doom, and Sullivan's out with all of the Dungeon of Doom, and the Horsemen are following them as well. And yeah, and one-man gangs here randomly. Yeah, with the new U.S. Yeah. champion, yep. Um, and then the Horsemen in the dungeon all get in the ring because none of the Horsemen besides Flair are dressed to wrestle. So Gene asks what's going yep. on. Um, Arn then yells at Pillman for not being dressed for business, and this is a business Some meeting. business meeting. Yep, and you aren't <laughs> dressed for it. Um, Arn is the flagship of the Horsemen. Uh Arn says that Flair is the flagship of the Horseman, and he doesn't agree with what Pillman's saying. Um, Arn says there's no winner or loser in a Horseman versus Dungeon Food, only survivors. Um, Sullivan then says that Flair is the greatest world champion of all time. Sullivan says he respects him. Sullivan says that Arn doesn't get the due that he has earned. Um, and Sullivan says that Pillman has no respect and that he isn't Horseman material. 
Arn says, do not confuse fear for respect. We don't fear you, and we do respect you. And then immediately Pillman says, that's right, we are the horsemen. We don't fear anyone. Right, double A? And Arn slaps. Just slaps the piss out of him. Yes. And then he yells at Arn. Arn yells at Pillman saying, I told you to stay quiet. Um, Benoit then looks pissed at Arn, like he's ready to fight. Mm -hmm. Um, Arn says, it's a business. We run it like a business. And then Pillman and Flair kind of look at each other as the segment ends, I immediately put Travis, I like where this is going. Yeah, I so like the I. generational gap between the horsemen and the younger generation and the older generation not quite seeing eye to eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do like the direction it's going and, you know, Pillman just kind of shut up after yeah. he slapped yep. him. It was kind of like, Whoa. But you could see it in his eyes. Like he was like, man, yeah, he was pissed off. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we get our next match, which is a standby match. Thank goodness we had a standby match ready, just in case that match wouldn't be ready. And hey, it's Public Enemy. Yeah, it's the it's Bees music. Their debut is a standby match, and they'll be taking on the American Males. Uh, P out in some red jerseys that say PE on them, and um, the crowd is doing the hand thing, which is kind of cool. Um, and then I put when the American Males come out. Hey, remember when the Males won the tag titles on Nitro? So long ago. I know. It was like episode two or three. It was, but they did win the tag titles, <laughs> and they did. haven't been on since. Mm-hmm. Um, P.E. attacks, uh, but the males counter. Males with double back drops, clotheslines out to the floor. P.E. drops them to the floor. Uh, Rock a Rock puts Bagwell into the railing. Riggs blocks the double clothesline. Bagwell double cross body, and double drop kick sends P.E. out to the floor. The crowd then gets an ECW chant. ECW which I, chant. I, and it's very clear. Yeah, in Miami. In Miami. How about that? Weird. I didn't know it was such a uh, Mark City. Well, I Mark, know. Mark City. I know that around this time, ECW would have had a deal with the Sunshine Network. So I don't know if that I knew it was Florida, but I don't know where exactly it is in Florida. So maybe it is in Miami and you know, ECW's airing at two o'clock in the morning on, you know, whatever channel. So yeah. Um Riggs and Grunge and Square Off, Riggs with a roll up for two, Riggs with a drop kick, uh, Rock a Rock with the knee to the back, Rock tags in, never mind. No, I guess he doesn't. Uh Riggs counters Grunge. Bagwell tags in. Grunge gets back drop. Rock gets back drop. Bagwell with drop kicks and clotheslines. Bagwell with a slam to Grunge. Grunge gets countered, rolled up, but Rock makes a save. Grunge then with a roll-up with the tights for the win. So, there you go. The teams keep fighting afterwards. Bagwell then gets sent into the railing. Grunge then sets up a table, make it two. They stack the tables up. Bagwell gets put on the top table. Rocco rocks senton through both tables. The crowd pops, and the post-match makes this worth it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, Mongo, not a big fan of this. Of course uh, not. Stuff. He, he said, are they going to rap when they first yeah. came out? And then he's not a fan of the tables. He calls it the buffet table. Hey, at least it, it didn't get reversed like Sabu. Exactly. I mean, Sabu won his match, put someone through a table, and it was, no, the it's been reversed because he's too violent afterwards. They, they must have learned their lesson. And they're letting yeah, they P.E. kind of get over by putting people through tables. Yeah, and they even did the double table yeah. spot. So yeah. <laughs> Sabu gets his win reversed, yep. but P.E. gets to do this. Yep. Uh, we go to break, come back, we get a, a Slim Jim commercial, and then an up next, and it was just a weird cut here. Um, and we get our world title match, which is not our main event, as Sting takes on Ric Flair. Sting comes out and says, here we go again. And I say, yep, here we go again. Here we go. Sting and Flair again. 
Get your Sting Flare Match checkoff list ready because they're going to yep, hit them all. Pretty much. Um, Sting also is always uh, his reactions to the pyro. He's just always like surprised. Oh yeah, this time pyro. he says that stuff is too much. Yeah, like it's too it's much. Too guys. much. It's too much. <laughs> uh, flare out with Jimmy Hart. We go to break. We get a Clash promo talking about Parker and Sherry's wedding. Lock up. Sting shoves down Flare. Make it twice. Flare gets up and moves at him. Uh, Flare with Sting taking him down by his hair, but Sting keeps kipping up. Flare with a knee and a right. Sting sent out to the floor, but he comes back in. Sting with a 10 punch in the corner. Hip toss, drop kick from Sting. Again, you see it every Sting Flare match. Sting with a press slam. You see that every Sting Flare match. Uh, Flare up and over in the corner. Close line on the apron. Sting suplexes Flare into the ring from the apron. Gets a cover for one. Flare begging off. Flare with a shot to the eye and a big chop. Flare with another chop in the corner and a punch. Flare with a shot to the gut and another chop in the corner. Flare kicks Sting. Bischoff then starts naming celebrities who are WCW fans, like Jim Belushi. No, yeah, Jim Belushi and Ditka and Shaq and Mike Tyson or Muhammad Ali or... George Steinbrenner. Yes, George Foreman. All these people. Don't care. Don't care. Sting cool. has Flair up top. What does that mean? Well, He's got to get thrown off. Well, not yet. First, we've got to do the top rope superplex. Oh, um, yes. Sting yes. then goes for a standing splash, but Flair puts his knees up. We go to break. We then get a promo for Super Brawl, and it's all centered around Sting, Luger, Savage, and Flair. That's the only four people you see in this whole promo. Um, back, and Flair goes for a back suplex, but Sting gets out of it. Sting goes for a splash, but Flair moved. Flair with a knee drop, multiple covers with his feet on the ropes. Sting keeps kicking out. Flair throws Sting over the top rope while Jimmy Hart had the ref distracted. Now Jimmy Hart with a kick to a down Sting. Flair with a whip and a chop for two. Sting with a big kick out, though, that throws Flair off of him. Uh, Flair with a chop in the corner, but Sting comes out of the corner with a big clothesline. Flair with a right. Sting counters a whip and puts on a sleeper, but Flair turns it into a side suplex. Flair goes for a punch, but Sting counters. They trade blows. Uh, we get a Flair flop. Sting goes for a drop kick, but Flair holds on. Flair goes for the figure four. Sting, though, turns it into a small package for a two. Sting counters and hits a backslide for two. Flair throws Sting again out to the floor, this time through the middle ropes. Sting comes back in with a sunset flip, and of course, Flair's pants get pulled down. Um, he's able to counter that, does Flair. Full moon, and Mongo says, glad we didn't have a reverse camera angle. Me on too, that. Mongo. Just yeah. wait a couple years, we will. Uh, <laughs> Sting with a press slam. Flair with an elbow as Sting ran into the corner. Flair then goes up top, and now Sting has to throw him off. There he is. Uh, Sting with a big flex. Sting no-sells some chops. Sting with a- another press slam. This one barely got over. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sting in the corner. Now Luger's out to get Jimmy Hart off the apron because Jimmy Hart's up on the apron. So Luger comes out, and Sting is going for the Stinger Splash. And while he's going for the Stinger Splash, Luger's trying to grab the megaphone on Jimmy Hart's hand, and he hits oh, Sting no. accidentally with he the megaphone. Uh, and then Sting gets pinned. Um, Luger then immediately gets Flair off of Sting. Then Savage and Hogan come out and make the save, and Gene starts making his way to the ring. Um, so then we go to a promo where Gene's asking Hogan, how are we going to sort this out? Hogan says that he hopes that knocks some sense into Sting. Um, and Savage says, I'm going to make this clear. Yes, since day one, I said you can't trust Luger. And he tells Sting, wake up, wake up. I think it also it was uh, he it was humorous that everybody was worried about where the hard cam was. Oh yeah, uh, we got to get front and center Hogan yep. trying to position Savage and Sting, and the hard cams this way, guys. Uh, 
That's Sting- the only thing I was able to pay attention to. Sting says, what are you talking about? He has no he has idea. no clue. Uh, Sting asks if Luger did this, and they said, yes, Luger did it. And then Sting says, I'm going to go talk to Luger myself. myself. And so he leaves because, a.k.a., the spotlight must be on Hogan and Savage. Of so course. Sting, get out of the way. Um, Hogan says this isn't the only problem. They talk about the secret weapon. Really? Really. And Hogan says they got a problem. Hogan says he's been on a roll and that Hogan wants the title shot. And Savage says, you couldn't be more wrong. Yeah. Uh, Hogan says uh, he has a chance to beat Flair uh, while Savage just lost to Luger. And Savage basically says, I'm out of here. I'll see you at the clash. And then Hogan's like, well, you can't leave like this. You are my friend. It's like, well, you just yelling at him, Hogan. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Savage just leaves. I'm out of here. Later. I'm out of here later. later. Wait, no, don't don't leave. Come <laughs> come back. Savage. It's like you forced him to leave. Yeah. Like that's uh. <laughs> So then we get our next match which will be Hogan versus Ming, but first we first we got uh Saturday Night Hype. Uh Hogan will be there and Harlem Heat will take on Sting and Luger and we'll get a Jim Belushi interview. Jim Belushi. Great. Not the Belushi that I wish we were talking to. Well, the other one is dead, I so know. you can't really talk to I him. Know. Although I tell you what, if you could, that would be ratings. <laughs> yes, that, it would. You, you, those would be some Saturday Night ratings. Yes, it would. Um, Sullivan and Ming out, and then uh, Sullivan and Ming kick a photographer. I'm yeah, on the floor. I don't. Just, I, he's just wild, Kevin Sullivan. Oh no. Uh, we tie up like a rib or something. Yeah, I don't know. It, yeah, they get he, Sullivan goes on the other side of the ring too. Kicks and the other one. other one. Yeah, that's uh, a rib. We tie up and Ming with a rake and a few chops and a headbutt sends Hogan out to the floor. And then Sullivan attacks Hogan on the floor. Ming with some kicks. Ming runs Hogan into the mat. Uh, Ming with a few chops in the corner. Ming with some shots to the back. Ming with some chops, clubs, and elbows. Ming's now choking Hogan. Uh, Sullivan again attacking Hogan. Uh, Ming with a throat thrust. Now a nerve hole on the trapezius. Uh, Hogan fighting out of it, though. Hogan ducks, but Ming with a throat thrust again for a one count. Um, Ming with another choke. I put this match sucks. Um, Ming with a double chop. Ming with a slam. Ming on the top rope, but he misses the headbutt. Uh, Hogan with a boot, an eye rake, some rights. Hogan with a clothesline in the corner and rights in the corner, but Ming with the spike to the throat, but Hogan kicks out and, of course, hulks of course. up. Hogan with some rights, big boot. Uh, Sullivan's on the apron, but Savage comes running back out, gets him off of there. Hogan, though, steals the spike from Sullivan, hits uh, hits Sullivan or hits Ming with the uh, the spike, and that's the win. That's it. That's the one. And then one, we, two, get a, we get a we get a one collect replay, replay. Or recap, and then it cuts back to a crowd shot where we see the crowd leaving, filing out in rapid quickly, fashion, as quickly as possible. <laughs> And so then the announcers... They said, see you later. We're out of <laughs> here. We're out of here. Uh, the announcers wrap up the show. Bobby wants to know what's going on between Hogan and, and Savage and Hogan in the dungeon and Hogan and the horseman and Savage and, the, and Bischoff hypes next week, how we're going to get a live Nitro from Las Vegas and Saturday night, how Jim Belushi is going to be there. And next Tuesday, it's The Clash, all from Vegas. Hyping, hyping Vegas for hype, sure. Hype. You see hype. that uh, Pepe is in, in Mongo's jacket. Apparently, been there all day, all night. Oh, I did how about not, that? I did not notice that. <laughs> hmm. How about that? So that is it for our final show we're reviewing. So Travis, it's time once again for you and me to come up with our money segments of the week. Money train coming, money train coming, money train coming, I'm on my money train. So what segment of the week, Travis, would you go back and watch? What is your money segment of the week? 
you know, I came in here and I had one on my paper yes. and I was like, I was ready for it. But then as we reviewed it more and more, I talked myself out of the one that I originally wrote down. Okay. And I would say uh, probably, uh, maybe not specifically the promo, but really all the stuff that happened with Razor and Goldust. I I think this is the first time I'll agree with you. I, I think everything with, with Razor and Goldust, it felt natural. It felt real. Like it felt real. It felt like if I was, if, if someone was saying what Goldust was saying about me, I would react how Razor reacted. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time I think in at least since we started the show for a WWF show, I could say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. You want to know what one I originally had wrote down? What did you originally have written down? Tommy Dreamer, Raven. Oh. The match. That wasn't a good match. Well, you know, I mean, Flair, the other best wrestling match was Flair and Sting, but, I mean, you've seen that one. We saw that back already. in '88. Yeah, like, yeah. We've how many times have we seen this on this podcast <sighs> so already? Like three, <laughs> so already. many times. I am three or four on this podcast I'm alone. Sick of it. So, I'm sick of it. So I can't really give it to that. But I, I really did enjoy the the Dreamer Raven just with the whole entire feud yeah. and everyone just handing Dreamer shit and. Still, it looked like he almost got the win. Yep. Nope, he still nope, can't. Still lost. Still can't be right. Still slipped on that banana peel on the end. Yep. All right, so now yep. it's time for us to pick our winner of the week. So who won the week? Who? What show would you go back and watch? If you were a fan of... In 96, and you have both these on tape, Travis. Which one are you going to go back and watch first? Nitro mm. or Raw? That is that's a tough one. Um, now, Nitro is on a six-week winning streak. streak with both of us, where we've both picked Nitro for six straight weeks. That's quite the streak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I... I wish this uh, go-home show could have been a little bit better for Raw, despite the Razor Golduff stuff. Um, so, unfortunately, I'm going to have to give it to Nitro again. Travis goes Nitro. So, this is now... Let's see. One, two... This is the... This will be the third time that we disagree, Travis. Because I think, I think Raw is a better show this week. I think, and again, I'm going to go back on something I said a couple weeks ago. I said, as long as there's Billionaire Ted skits, I will not give a win to Raw. But they came out and they tried something different. Out of the box and different. And I have to give them credit for that. Was it all successful? No. But was it different? Was it different than what we've seen? Because Nitro, to me, it it was a good show. Star Power totally blew raw out of the water mm-hmm. you have the five most popular guys wrestling yeah on that show mm-hmm. S- you've seen two of those matches multiple times in luger and savage and sting and flair mm-hmm. and nitro was missing that cruiserweight match that eddie guerrero that chris benoit that william regal match that it's had the past couple of weeks that really kind of put it over there was no good wrestling 
on that show. Mm-hmm. On Raw, I thought the Marty Owen match was pretty good. I Decent. thought Kane Yankum was. It wasn't a replay of the In Your House. No, I thought. So. I thought it would. I enjoyed it a lot better than I thought I would. Yeah. The main event. Yeah. Taker and. I mean, you Isaac. put you put Yankum in some red. And I, I think that could be a heck of a match. I think so, too. But I think, would look good I, I, I think that would work. But I, I really, really, really liked Raw. And I hate myself for liking Raw. Because I told myself, as long as there's Billionaire Ted, I cannot give Raw the win. Mm-hmm. And here I am. And here you are. You're giving, giving it to them. Because they <laughs> thought out of the box. Now, next week, does it continue? I don't know. I hope so. I want to see some more of this edginess. I want to see Sunny. I want to see some of this. I don't want to see what 95 was. Like, it's yeah. a new year. Let's try something. Let's do it. Like, that's what I'm telling WWF. Let's do it. I see I see that. They're, they're trying something different. They're trying to be edgy, be edgier. But is so. it is it one week because it was the final week of tapings and we needed something because it's the final week of tapings and the crowd is tired from sitting here and the wrestlers aren't going to wrestle a lot because they've already wrestled for four shows, basically. Mm-hmm. So was this just a fill for Phil's sake? And what's right. some quick, easy stuff we can kind of film to make it work? Right, and w- without without Bret Hart being there, you need something uh, strong. Yeah, and the IC title with with Razor and Goldust, you you have it. And I think if you look at this show as a go go home show for the Rumble, it fails, hundred percent. But if you look at it as a show, I think as a show, as a standalone show, it's better than Nitro. Mm. To me. I mean, I, I, I don't. I'm not gonna sit here and say, "Oh, that that's your right. your way, your way off or anything." Yeah, yeah. But and and uh, and I think I I can definitely see reasons on on having it be Nitro as well. I I think this is the first week in a long time where I think both shows have compelling arguments for why they should be the best. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, we will uh, we will see if the ratings agree with that because again, next week's ratings will be for this show. So what the ratings are next week will be for what this show is. So we will have to see about those ratings. And if you were listening earlier, I already spoiled it for you. <laughs> so you should know what it is. And so, yeah, you should know. You should know if you're paying attention. If you're following along with the book, you will figure out what's going on. And Travis, as far as ratings goes, we have some interesting ones coming up. Uh, hmm. We also have, let's see, one, two... Three preempted shows coming up as well, where we won't uh, we won't have anything happening. Anything. Yeah, as we have a, a one raw that is preempted, and then we have a uh, two nitros that are preempted. Hmm. And those ratings for those shows that are preempted. Oh my goodness! On the other side, oh man. Not good. Well, they're running unopposed. Uh so we'll just say there's a lot of viewers. Oh. We also are just a couple of weeks away from the Nitro replay starting, where it'd be the they would replay all of Nitro immediately following Nitro. I think I kind of remember that a little yeah. bit. Yep. So that'll be starting up soon, and mm-hmm. also at some point soon, and by soon I mean a couple months, we will have two-hour Nitros. I did notice that. I keep looking for it, and. The reviews are going to get longer and longer. Mm-hmm. 
They will, but it, it, it's a good move on their part to do it. That's all I'm saying. So, all right, as we hit our outro, I think that is about time to to hit the trail. Travis, do you have anything you think any words of wisdom? Uh, I think it's almost it's almost Vader time. It is. It's almost diesel time. It is. And uh, the boyhood dream. We go on to the road uh, to WrestleMania. Let's go. Let's go rumbling. Yeah, next week we will be rumbling along with ECW Superstar Saturday Night Raw and Nitro. Raw for the fallout of the Rumble. Don't forget to email us if you're following along to fanspodcastgmail.com. Tell us what you would do. Tell us what you would book. Tell us what show you think won. Also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We will read those reviews here on the podcast when we get them in. So, uh, any final thoughts? I got nothing. Do fans review podcast? Ha! How was that? That that was pretty good. That was good. I like that. Was that. Good, pretty good. All right, I'm getting out of here. We will talk to you again next week. Until then, go back and watch some old wrestling from 1996. Because as we know, wrestling in 2021, not that great at all. See ya. No.